All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Brian Chesco. Scott. Brian is off gallivanting in our nation's capital. Yeah, he is. He's sitting in Lincoln's lap as we speak. He is enjoying the the sights and sounds of Washington, D.C. with his family on spring break, and I hope they have an absolute fantastic time. I hope he brings me back the Washington, D.C. shot glass he promised me several years ago. He did not promise you, but you did request it. I did. Or maybe he did promise. Did he really promise you? I don't know. I he good. should have promised you. I, yes. Did you want it to say D.C. United? Mm, no, I'm okay. thinking it probably. You want, you want Lincoln's face to be on a shot glass. Yeah, or I mean, or cool. really anything with anything Washington D.C. related, even if it's like a, a Washington, like the Capitol, like a the Washington Capitol building, building yeah. or the Capitol building. Too. No, that's fantastic. That that would be uh, the White a White House shot glass. That'd be uh, that'd be amazing, mm-hmm. right? What are we here to do? Well, Dave, uh, it's not a Washington D.C. podcast. It is a <laughs> fantasy Premier League podcast, and we are going to talk about what um, I I don't know that there's a a lot of reason to look back. At game week 32. I thought I was going to have a good week, and then I look, and then I've got all red arrows. Yeah, so game, that was a little yeah, bit of a buzzkill. Well, so, I mean, did you you did get red arrows? What was, your, yeah. what was your point total? My point total was 58. I got red arrows with a 61, and I feel like anytime you're that, you're, if you're 13 points over the average, I feel like that's usually green arrows, but I feel like that just shows how, I, I just it just seems like everyone that's in the top, or anywhere near the top 100,000 is just... I just feel like it's so tight. Everybody's got the same things, and you, you I just don't know what kind of ground you're going to make up on certain people without making some big risks. And the, the risk this week that that I'm sure propelled people with green arrows all the way straight to the tops of their mini leagues is is putting their captain on Hugman's son and not someone else. Massive. And, and we'll yeah. get to that in a minute, and I'll tell you how I overthought that. But, yeah, yeah. we're going to discuss a few yeah. happenings in Match Week 31. Yeah, the point is that game, Match Week 32. 32. See, I'm still in 31. Is 32, I even said that pre-pod. What's wrong with me? 32, I think there are some clues. There are just things that we can look at. There was a few things that did happen that were significant that, are, that should affect what you do for Game Week 33. Okay, good. Game Week 33, we're back in the doubles again. Uh, so I think it's worth the time just to like let's just review real quick like what we do for the double the outlook of the double game weeks like what we have we know for sure is coming up uh, double I, double it it is well it's not the double it's double. not a double double but, but it but it is it is it a double, is a double game week. There are still some awesome single game week people that I feel like you know that Shouldn't I feel like absolutely cannot overlook them For no sure. matter what 
no matter what situation you're in, free hit, wild card, whatever it is. And then I feel like there are some teams that we absolutely have to go through just to say, what are you doing mm. with these people okay. on these teams? Okay. So it's just a, it should be just a, a, an overview that takes us barely an hour and a half. But we are going <laughs> to maybe an hour and 45 minutes. Sure. We are going. That's to, really yeah. chopping it down. Yeah. And that is that is just really just getting the, a, a taste of each of these things. Perfect. Let's talk about game week 33. All right, Brian. Let's start with a little bit of a review. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. Let's talk a Match little bit 32. about 32. Let's go over the, the relevant things that happened in 32 that we need to consider in 33. Yeah. We can start, and I know this is dumb, but Scott's not here, so we'll start with Arsenal because we, this is a team that has flummoxed, I, I think, at least most FPL owners. Absolutely, as an Arsenal homer, I've absolutely been demolished. I mean, how many times did you look over me at some point this weekend and go, what's up with Arsenal? Like, yeah. like this is insanity, and it's so frustrating as a fan, as an FPL owner, it's even more frustrating and I've owned two Arsenal players and have gotten garbage from them over the last few weeks, and it's been really, really frustrating. And honestly, because of the certain injuries that we'll discuss in just a second, I'm not sure, Brian. Like, I feel like this is a – even though they're on a double, and honestly, I'm not – to be fair, I'm making moves this week. I'm not going to move Saka out. But if you do have an Arsenal player, I don't hate moving them out off of this double match week – they just – it's just been – I don't know. I don't know what to think about them. It's almost like Tottenham, where Tottenham was up, down, up, down, up, down, and all of a sudden now they're up, 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 up. Like, is all of a sudden the down going to sneak back in for Tottenham, or are they going to stay up? Like, it, it, and, and so Arsenal was up, 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 and now they last three weeks, I feel like they've been down, 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 down. And are they going to pop back up again? Like, I am so confused with those two North London teams at the moment. I, I know what it feels like in, in currently. Yeah. But gosh, man, I'm looking at it, and it's just like I just don't know what to think and do sometimes. Yeah, and I'd say so. Just you know, just to like as a kind of the overall outlook of the week. You know, Arsenal, like we said, they are one of the double game week teams. Southampton and Chelsea both away this week, and yeah, I think what's really hard about it is, for I did it, many other people did it. I think their price points allowed for it for you to prioritize them for the past however many weeks that they've been available because their form was picking up, like you said, and then well, the, and then they also had the fixtures to go along with it. Yep. Now we know for sure Kieran Tierney, done for the rest. He will not play again the rest of the season. Absolutely not good. Is it worse, though, it seems like it is, that Thomas Partey, the way Arteta is describing it is that he might be back by the end of the season. That's not at good. some point. That's not good because, and this is what it does. Like, obviously, when Tierney's in there, and and Jaka, as much as I hate him, and Partey are playing right in front of the defense, Arsenal was pretty good. And now Liverpool spanked them. They were on a, a good run, and then Liverpool spanked them, and then they beat Villa, but they've lost three at the last three out of four. Yep. And then they run into a Crystal Palace Monday night buzzsaw, and they get slaughtered 3-0. Yeah. And then they have a home match, and they just got they got beat by Brighton. At, what, uh, at the beach, we thought Brighton. Yep. Although, mm-hmm. credit to Scott, who said this last week, maybe because Malpe was doing stupid things for them and not pr- producing. 
Yeah. And Scott was joking, like, maybe they should finally start Leandro Trossard in that position like we've been discussing yeah. on this podcast. And they did, and Trossard well, shows up, and he plays amazing and scores a fantasy eight points with a goal and a, uh, ironically, no bonus points. But bottom line is this, and again, this is not, we're not talking about Brighton, we're talking about Arsenal at this point. I just, now that they got guys playing out of position, and yes, they'll be working on it in training this week. Nuno Tavares, I don't know where his head is, but they moved Xhaka into the tyranny spot. That's why they signed Nuno, was to play for tyranny when he got hurt. Yeah. In the past, when he's gotten a chance to play, he's played very well. I don't know what happened the last time he got a chance. He did very, very poorly. So, Xhaka, Arteta's lost faith in Nuno, and Xhaka ends up starting in left back. And it makes Arsenal wicked vulnerable in front of the defense, and it showed against Brighton, and they yeah. completely took advantage of it. So I, I say all that to say this: Ramsdale, Ben White, Gabriel, and/or any other Arsenal defensive uh, players, absolutely, I think are down ticked. I was going to say and not worth even in this double match week. I don't think they're they're not a must get. If you have so, them, maybe you throw them out there, right? But you're not. I would not recommend going to get Arsenal players going into this double match week. Yeah, and that's so. That was the first thing is so many people have gone to Ramsdale. Uh, I think him coming back from injury as quickly as he did is surprising. I think there was. I think even a couple weeks ago, coming off the international break, he seemed to be a doubt, and yet, sure enough, there he is back there again. But it doesn't matter. The only thing you can say is, man, I'm glad he started, and that's pre-match. And then at the end, you say, man, I wish he hadn't started. I wish I had known. If you don't have Ramsdale, you're not going to him. You can't possibly go to him at this point now, right? If you don't have Ramsdale, oh, you're no, not I'm bringing not. him in. I own Ramsdale, but I'm definitely not going right. to get him. If you have him already, you're kind of stuck I'll, with I him. will start him in this double match week right. only because I have him. And I'm doing the same thing with Nick Pope. I already have him. I can't pri- I can't make him a transfer out. Basically, yeah. you made your bed with this and you're going to sleep in it now. Yeah. Same with the defenders. I went to Ben White because of because A, price, B, uh all of what we had just talked about. Now, even Ben White, is he 4.6, I think? I think he's now up to a 4.6. But Ben White, even at that price point, now if you don't have him, you can't go get him. I would say the same thing applies to Arsenal forwards so Lacazette at all like it doesn't matter who else you name but Lacazette is probably the only one you would even think about anyway if you are even on a wild card or free hit you are not bringing in Alexander Lacazette correct correct you couldn't possibly spend that much money I don't know how anyone could do that why you would choose him it seems insane so that leaves the midfielders a do you still have faith in the Arsenal midfield. And I, I guess I have to specify that because Saka was such a, a massive transfer in for so many weeks there, right? so many people have Saka. Right, and, and, and I have Saka. Again, Saka's ownership is at 32.9%. Right. That's, so 33%. That's, that's high. I'm, I will start him in this double match week. Do I expect great things? No. I think there's a chance, yes. And, and look, I, I can only hope that Arsenal in this week of training that they have are able to work out some changes because of the injuries that they have and they're able to feel a little bit more comfortable and accomplish what they want to on the pitch better. 
I, I, I'm, and, and I hope that this Palace performance and this Brighton performance that they put up is a wake-up call. That I mean, the Palace performance should have been, especially at home. Especially at home. And then yeah. they, and then they, they, this Brighton match at home. Right. That's no, they mean. were at Palace. No, no, at Palace. They but were I mean, at I, Palace. That's what I mean. Coming off of a loss. Yes. You'd think that coming home, back home to Brighton. You would think for sure. And it didn't happen. So let's, let's move on with enough Arsenal. But bottom just, line is. Just saying, like, for I, the midfielders are the one place that if people were going to go to, you'd think that you would want to prioritize the midfield attacking players. Definitely not defense. Right. So you're, but everyone, so many people already have Saka. For me, I have Saka and Martinelli. Yeah. Martinelli was to me a no-brainer, even even in bad performances. Martinelli had the ball in the net against Brighton. Uh, it's true. And then they, in, in and then the freakish, and then the, weird way, the, got yeah. ruled out. Right. The, whatever the, VAR. The world world record VAR review t- takes the goal away. I feel like that changes. One, I think that changes the tone of that game. It does because it's one-one then, yeah. and one-one in the first half, and you're going into the second half. You are looking at that as like, all right, we're going to win this yeah. game two or three one. Yeah, it doesn't happen, and then they end up losing two to one, yeah. which is the Br- opposite of what anyone just, would have guessed. Just brutal. So I guess the point is, if you have these guys, you're holding the ones you have. You couldn't possibly, because of the double, even in not favorable matchups, it's not like you can prioritize them on the way out. I don't love it. I still feel like there is. I th- Southampton is not like they are good at home, but they're not an invincible team. Okay. So I just feel like Arsenal still should be able to do something. Okay. So it's the Chelsea match that is the one that you look at and say, can Arsenal do anything yeah. against them? Yeah. And I just I can't don't know how you could have any confidence in it whatsoever. Yeah. Would you have a preference between the the not Saka midfielders, Martinelli Odegaard? Smith-Row. Um, I'm assuming still Smith Rowe, Martinelli's first choice. Can we? Uh, can we? Uh, we can at least say that now, right? First choice. What do you mean? As in he over Smith Rowe at yes, the moment? Yes. Yeah, I think. I think what what this week they, I, they I, all play. They all started this yeah, week. They, they did. They, they, but, everyone got what they wanted this this week. But they uh, forgot about playing. Someone has to play defensive midfielder, right? And so. Anyways, I, I they tried. I think they hoped that Smith Rowe could have rolled into that, but it didn't seem to work out. So let's let's move on quickly from this. But I think, I think that Martinelli would be uh, after Saka. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm I want to say Odegaard, but I just feel like there's an animal that's about to break out of Martinelli, and like you want to try to get it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I'm know. happy to have him. I not. I mean, happy is. If you happy, don't, happy if you don't own considered. him, I would not go get right. him. Right. That's that's what I mean, and the reason okay. why is because of everyone else that we're about to talk about. All right, let's go. I think the next, like, we probably should have done this first, but we can do it right now, just to say. It's. I know fault. this is a Dave Smith podcast with <laughs> with Arsenal at the at the lead. Scott's not here. We start with Arsenal. But just just as a reminder, the the double match week teams this week after Arsenal, Manchester United, yeah, home to Norwich, at Liverpool, okay, Leicester City Foxes, away both matches Newcastle and Everton. It's better, Newcastle, home to Leicester and home to Crystal Palace. I like home matches. Newcastle at home both matches, Leicester and Palace. Okay, I I. I I do like that. It, it's just a 
both Lester and Palace seem to continue to play. Yeah, this even, is this even is, though I thought Lester was beaching it. First of all, these are those three fun teams right there: Newcastle, they Lester, are, and Crystal sure. Palace. Those, if you're top six, you don't want to be playing those three teams. Yeah, I don't want to have anything to do with them. And Although three, Newcastle got housed a few a few weeks ago, so I yeah, Spurs Spurs destroyed them. But either way, is that even? A, I mean, Spurs seem to be destroying everyone at the moment. Newcastle so. get the win one nil on a Chris Wood penalty this week. Yeah, that's I, I mean, know. Welcome back, uh, welcome back to uh, relevance. Top six, Newcastle. Yeah, Southampton home. Like we said, they play Arsenal at home, and then they're at Burnley. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's okay. No, that's fine. I mean, honestly, I I can't. I don't expect Arsenal to keep a clean sheet at Southampton. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Che Adams, James Ward Prowse, they they're probably going to be in the action, and then they're playing Heck, against Danny, Burnley. Danny Ings, why not? It, it Danny could, Ings? It could be Ings has scored on Arsenal before. So, and, and then you, roll, know, you know who's going to crush for Southampton this week? Uh, Stuart Armstrong. No, Romeo. <laughs> Romeo will have a massive week. Brighton is the team I think we can spend the absolute least amount of time talking about. They are away to Tottenham and away to Manchester City. Nothing to do with any of Brighton. Burnley wraps up this part of the segment. They are away to West Ham and home to Southampton. So I'm not huge on – I don't love Burnley. No. No. And and especially – I know you'll roll Pope out there because you have him. But if you didn't have Pope, you're not going to Pope in the double. Yeah. So – the double match weeks are, I would say, overall. Who's the best goalkeeper the, in the double the match The value weeks? seems to be in the the fun, the less the, in the fun in the fun group, midish table teams. The fun group, the, right. the Newcastle, Leicester, Palace group, Southampton, and I would throw, I might throw Southampton in there. Okay. okay. Leicester, Newcastle, Southampton. I would say okay. those those three. So I have. There's a lot of fun in there. Arsenal, you know, we've said everybody prioritize them for a minute. Manchester United have the best matchup on paper with in the Norwich, first week. and then but you hate Liverpool. And right? Burnley at least gets one favorable matchup at home. So I, the, I feel like United's a dumpster fire at the moment. The the in totality, I would say this double match week outlook is low. So I mentioned this pre pod. We've had one. We've had two double match weeks already. One. That went as planned. In other yeah. words, if you loaded up on double match week, guys, it exploded. You. It you were had an right. unbelievable time. The second one was like, honestly, you could just started single game, guys. It was okay. Yeah, it was nothing. Like if you if you took negatives to go to people because of the double match week, then you lost. Yeah. So my question to you, prepod, was where does this double match week fall in? Well, that's why I just think looking through even the players that I have, uh, and I, I like you, Dave. This week I have two free transfers, and I, I am honestly at a. This is probably the biggest, like I am at the biggest loss going into this double week that I've been at any point this season. I genuinely don't know what to do, I, and the reason why, not just because the overall the matchups for the double the double match week teams isn't fantastic. It doesn't seem fantastic. It's not worth reaching for a lot of these teams. The single game week people this week for teams that are very good are all excellent. So Spurs can't score less than four goals a game right now. They're home to Brighton. We just said Brighton, the worst double match week of all time. So the Spurs get Brighton at home where Spurs have been unbelievable. The one caveat for that would be 
Matt Doherty, officially done for the season. Blown MCL. Thank you very much, Matty Cash. That wasn't even a foul. Do you remember that? Unbelievable. And so that leaves Emerson Royal as the only, currently the only fit right back on Tottenham Hotspur. So, but either way, Spurs get a favorable matchup at home against Brighton. Manchester City, also home to Brighton. So, two of the highest flying teams in the league right now are playing home to Brighton. So, already, if you're on a free hit or a wild card, even if you are in the process of remaking your entire team for this week, are you really taking Sun or Kane out of your lineup? No. Hell no. That's what I mean. Are, are, like, if you, if you could bring in De Bruyne, on your, on, even, if, even if you're on a free hit, why aren't you thinking about doing that this week against Brighton? Why not get Phil Foden this week because everyone's on Consolo already. Because I'm just I saying, like I, I, I somehow am looking at making four transfers and there's zero city players involved, and I feel horrible about it. I know, and I can't make myself do it. So this is so this is what I'm saying. Like this, then then Liverpool play home to Manchester United, which, as you just said, who is which United's who, a who, dumpster who, who fire. Is the, who is worse right now, honestly, than Manchester United? They we we asked weeks, and weeks ago. And Fred's not playing. And, we, we, and McTominay's not playing. Right. So that was the other thing about Manchester United. We we can talk about them more comprehensively in a minute. Just to say, they have some injury issues, and there's some obvious headspace issues with Manchester United. That I don't know how you can feel good about it. Well, However, with slapping slapping cell phones out of kids' hands. Yeah. But what I'm saying is Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool play them at home. Selling. Selling Salah, not bringing in Jota, like somehow having like not taking advantage of Liverpool players this week in some way because they have a single game week. Are you really going to have that much guts to do that? No. So in order, what I'm looking at is in order to make the transfers I want to make, I have to sell Salah, and I don't think there's a huge drop off from Salah to Jota. So, and then the last, if there's any drop off at all, the last single game week team is West Ham. So West Ham have their single game week. They play home against Burnley. Gosh, how, Bowen, how is, Bowen, Bowen found his shoot, scoring. So boots. With, and that and that's knowing that Again. West Ham, West Ham just laid an absolute egg this week. It's true. Brentford smacked them, like you said this the Christian weekend. Christian Eriksen, Brentford comeback kids. As I'm, it was said this weekend, the scoreline flattered West Ham. <laughs> that it was them two, losing two. That it was two zero was flattering for Embuemo. Embuemo is back. Yeah. So anyway, all of that to say, four of the top teams in the Premier League right now have good single have an excellent single game week. Mm. So your strategy this week, going you know, so much of this like from the outset, are you free hitting? Do you still have a wild card? If so, when are you using it? Like, how many transfers do you have this week? So, all of that is going to factor into the thinking about this, and I just feel like it's worth just the quick that quick look right now to say the double match weeks are fine. Uh, the single game weeks are pretty good for the top teams. You probably have a lot of these players anyway. So I guess the question is real quick correction what what, what are you do, what are you doing with 
like with this information here. I'll, I'll tell you in just a second. Did we met? Did we say that Crystal Palace had a double? No. Okay. In my mind, mentally, I was thinking that Crystal Palace does not have a double. No, if they, I said that earlier, it, I didn't mean to. That's a correction. It's it's Leicester, Newcastle, Southampton. Yeah. That, that are no, the just yes. Yeah, so wasn't there one more the, team? The point in the in that section was just to say that Leicester, Crystal Palace, and Newcastle are three of the most fun teams Got you, right but now. Palace doesn't have a double this Newcastle week. and Leicester both play twice. Crystal Palace just happens to be one of the teams. Newcastle plays Crystal Palace. That, Roger, was, the, okay. that was the point. Got you. So, anyways, so what am I doing? What am so I doing? We've already said we we are you know we we talked about Arsenal already. I think the next the next question for the double week teams are we we're we're Manchester United. Let me just say it this way: Were they so terrible this week, losing to Everton one nil? Is it so terrible that that just kills them in all possible ways? So I was on record more uh, weeks ago saying Ma- Manchester United is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Then I I wanted to reconsider that in the game before the Everton game. And then they show up against Everton and do what they did. And then Ronaldo walks off the pitch and is getting legally sued by for breaking a yeah, kid's police phone. are in, police are investigating. And then the new video came out literally of him smacking it. Like yeah. so yeah, that 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 I'm not saying that that's in the back of his mind, but let's be honest, um, stuff like that always affects your on the pitch stuff. Yeah. So I, I guess that's the question. They're, they're obviously terrible, but is there any sense that you get that they could be useful this week, knowing that the bad performances might be enough to just say, you know what, for most people. I'm not going to touch those guys. Like, if, is, if, do you if see? If it wasn't do for you Fred, see, do you who, see any opportunity here? And I, yes, you're like you said before. If it wasn't for the Fred and McTominay, thing, Fred so, is injured, and Scott McTominay both are injured with no no so, no end in sight for when they may or may not be back. Who's coming in? Maybe it's Modric and Pogba playing in front of the defense, and then and then on the wings, it's it's Sancho and Rashford with possibly. I don't know, Ilonga, maybe Juan Mata gets a start. Like, I mean, I, Jesse Lingard is on this team. Yeah. Maybe Jesse Lingard finally plays this season. Yeah. I, I am so the, – the, I feel so bad, and I don't know if I should feel bad for Jesse Lingard because maybe he's done it to himself. I think he wanted out. I think that There's was no pretty – no doubt he wanted I think out. that's pretty clear. I just feel like like if he got frozen out, they just won't – anyway, whatever. Who cares? Jesse Lingard – that's the most run he should ever get at this moment on this pot until he gets sold to someone else and he becomes relevant again. Bottom line is this. I don't want anything to do with United. Can they even be professional here? I, I just They I just, need to make sure they don't lose at to Norwich. They they might. Norwich is fighting. They have they after Norwich's win this past week. Norwich has to feel like they Norwich have a huge believes, opportunity here. Believes that they at least at minimum have a chance to win this game. And if they can hang around, if they can just hang around, they're sitting on 21 points. If they could get a win and get the 24 points this weekend, oh, my gosh, massive. All they need is to hang around and freaking Harry Maguire and get frustrated, foul someone in the box, Pookie kicks the penalty, they win one nothing. Yeah. Is that going to surprise anyone? No, not at all. I guess the question is, so Ronaldo's slapping phones out of kids' hands. Obviously, it's no. There's, there's, there's bad headspace, bad mojo, bad everything for them. 
when when Ronaldo is down, that tends to mean that Bruno is up. And so that's the I think that's the guy that you know, is there any do you see any scenario? Is there any scenario where you would say take a chance on Bruno? If you're going to take a chance on someone, take a chance on Bruno. Brian, in the last what would, what would make you even think that? In the last 10 United matches in the Premier League, Bruno has scored more than five twice. And it was against Brighton, against Leeds in match week 25 and 26. Everything else is 1-5 against Leicester. Everything else is twos and zeros and 1-3 hmm. when they shut out West Ham. Brian, I'm not so sure that I want anything to do. And yes, those two games that he scored double digits were games Ronaldo didn't play. I'm I I just don't want anything to do with it. I'm gonna I'm that's too much money. Even if I did like I am probably gonna sell Salah and then I'm just gonna go right to Jota. And this is what I'm gonna do this week. It's, it does sound crazy. I'm probably gonna make four moves. So I'm gonna take a minus eight, but I have two transfers in the bank. So you know it's not gonna it's sort of like a mini wild card. I, I'm preparing for my bench boost, but I'm making three transfers, Brian, and only one of those guys is going to be a double match week guy. Hmm. Okay. I'm bringing in – the one move I don't have to make is I don't have to sell Dennis for Tony to bring Tony in, but all Tony's biggest games this hmm. season have been against teams in the bottom of the table, and they're playing Watford. Okay. So I'm like – and this is the, the Brentford team that just – Mash Chelsea. This is the Brent, the Christian Eriksen, Brentford, and Buemo get out of my way team right right now. Like, who who is this team? And so I'm I just look at it, and even though they're playing at Watford, I, that's one move I don't have to make. So then, if Tony doesn't score, like he needs to score and an assist for it to be worth it. But he can do that against Watford. Yeah, I think that's I think for sure. So, anyways, but I bring in Madison. It's my own. That's the only double match week guy. I'm going to make a move, finally get bring in a proper backup sort of in Guaida because mm. I love Palace's run out and I love the way Palace's defense has been playing. So I love Guaida in that, in that position. So it's Jota, Madison, Tony, Guaida. I'm bringing in for Gunn, Jacob Ramsey, Muhammad Salah, and Dennis. And I feel like my team is absolutely getting better. So I'm making four moves, taking a minus eight, and I feel like my team's getting better. Yeah. I think that's true. I, yeah, I guess that's. I'm getting I, a f- officially stronger in three of the four positions for sure. The only thing that I'm possibly, obviously, I'm bringing. You know, you look at Jota or Salah, but honestly, if you look at the last five weeks, Jota's outscored him. So, you know, it's is Jota a better player than Muhammad Salah? No. Has he been playing better recently? Yes. And even though I know you said the stats have favored him, I got to do something. I don't. If I lo- if I'm losing something. At the moment, I don't think it's going to be massive between Salah and Jonah. Yeah, I and I, I all of like to just just to because I, I want to keep talking about Manchester United again. Uh, like I feel like if you look at the last so, say ten weeks or whatever, there's a, I feel like it's similar. Uh, Bruno Fernandez and Rafinha are kind of in the same. Uh, kind of in the same boat. I just, I'm the, the only reason why I'm saying this is just because I feel like you can look at a lot of the, you can look at a lot of the data, and I just think you, you know, the feel of this is is different than what the numbers say. So much of the time, Tony's like the guy that you know for a while there that you know uh, 
he's you know he had uh, four goals or whatever on five shots or something like that. Like he when he went on that when he had that hat trick and then he had um, and then he had another week like two it's like two weeks in a row where he was like off the charts. He did it on like basically eighty percent goal conversion rate. So that's the I think that's the part of it that it's like he is now. If you look at the last six weeks of uh, you know Ivan Tony, Tony is just crushing right now. Tony's right. probably like, on point with for points. Is, I'm sure he's on par with Kane. It's probably Kane and Tony. You know what I'm saying is like Bruno Fernandez has been that guy for Manchester United all season long. That no matter what shots creativity wise in every in every possible statistical sense it's been bruno fernandez he's been far and away again i think this season their most important player even with ronaldo being their highest scoring player i think he's their highest scoring player but either way uh i i just I, like it just seems like one of those teams you know that i still feel like there's got there somebody's going to go to him somebody's going to do it it might not be to Sancho. It might be the obvious move to go to Bruno for to like a one-week punt. Like I, I feel like the one way I might think about it is if I was wild carding, mm. or if I knew I was wild carding next week, where I might want to take the chance that Bruno could do it for one week. But I can't really see another situation where where that would be the case. And like we said, it, there's a lot of other injuries and a lot of other things going on. But yeah. why don't you just explain? Again, like, so your official move now on Mo Salah is Salah out. And this is going to be, this is, this is a matter of just, you need to click confirm on this. Yes. Yeah. I have not clicked confirm, but it's not a move that I love. If I make four moves, I can get better at three spots officially when I do that. And I have to get a little bit less better in one spot. And that's Salah to Jonah but the other three spots because I need that money. It's so much money. And if he's not going to be performing at his pre-AFCON level, then I need to spend that money in other places to make my team better. Mm. That's the way I look. And, and, and again, it's not because I don't think he's not going to not perform. It's I think he's going to probably perform. I think Joda is going to perform as well. Is Salah going to absolutely demolish Joda over the next few match weeks? I don't know, but that's a risk I'm going to have to take as so I can spend money in other places. Yeah. I feel like there are so many moves that you're going to make you know can go one way or the other. There are so many times where you look at something and you're like, there's no way this isn't an upgrade. I, there's, I'm sure there are times where it, it, it isn't. You, know, you might have just been better staying put. This, I feel like this is the hardest. Salah getting an assist... Was like the mean, Un- unbelievable. It was like the a an unbelievable pass. B it was like the meanest thing he could have done this week mm. to everybody. Yeah, like why couldn't you have just blanked? Right. So everyone so- was expecting that you, if there was a match you were going to blank, why not this one? Right. And he doesn't. Last five match weeks, Salah's got a three, nine, one, three, five. For a total of 21 points. Okay. Shoda, the last five match weeks, a 0, 1, 6, 14, and 7 mm-hmm. for a total of 27 points. And he got a 1 and 0 in two of those matches. 
I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And and you're right, Brian. Him getting Salah getting the assist is ultimately completely cruel. Jota's fourth in overall midfield scoring. So it's not like he's a shock to anyone. He's at an eight three. Bowen is is higher than him uh, at a six nine, which is awesome. And then it's Son and, and Salah. So I'm just trying to go with form, Brian. And here's the other thing too. And you mentioned this earlier in the pod. Salah's ownership fifty eight point five percent. Brian, am I going to catch anyone? If I'm trying to catch people and they have Salah, am I and and Salah is not performing? Am I catching anyone continuing to own Salah? No, no. The you, all- you can't catch. You said this to me earlier in the week. There's a certain template that's out there with top ownership guys, mm. and if you own all those same guys, you're not going to be able to catch people in front of you. And this is at the end of the season. If you don't make a move now in your league, then you might as well not even make one. Like. Yeah. You either make a move or just be content to be where you are. And I'm going to try to make a move to mm-hmm. try to catch League Diane, which I feel like is impossible, but at minimum, pass you and, and League Billy, and then I think I've dropped another. I think uh, at McSwanger passed me this week as well, mm-hmm. League Barry. So, like, but we're four of us are fairly close, like within 15 points. So, you know, I'm trying to at minimum get second in our mini-mini league. And me owning Salah at this point, granted, you could look at it one way and go, well, yeah, if he goes off then, and you don't have him, oh, you're screwed. Well, fact. But mm. he hasn't recently, and, and he might start. I know this, Liverpool's still in the other competitions, and if anyone's going to rest, it, it, you could argue that Salah's the most important person in Liverpool over the anyone. So, you know, I, I just – and they have with, with Diaz – and Firmino, they can mix some things around and start guys in other places. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think, for me, I think Jota won't be that big of a drop off. At least that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, and I, I guess that's the big question is if you know, assuming you're looking at players that are, you know, if you don't, if I, I'm guessing that Salah to Son was an extremely popular choice this week, but judging by the number of people who brought in. Youngman's son, based on trans- and, and already had numbers. son, right? And that's why I mean, I just wonder how many people like you know that had been. We had talked about that even on this podcast weeks ago, just to say that a lot of the chatter out there was to say, no, you can get you know Kulishevsky is performing on par with with son, and that's not and true. That, not now. So I feel like anyone who anyone who chose. You know, if you chose not to go with Sun, I'm sure there's lots of regret there. But either way, you know, the transfers in this game week, the transfers in this game week say tons of people are going back to Sun. What I'm saying is I think that Salah to Sun is the, one of the easiest decisions. And, and the reason why that's easy is if you look from now until the end of the season and you add up the total number of points, how many more points is Salah going to have than Sun from game week 33 until game week 38? How, what's the what is the num what's the point difference? Uh, how many more points could he possibly have than Son from now until the end of the season? How many more points is Salah going to have than De Bruyne between now and the end of the season? It has to be close, right? Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and so I guess that's the question. Most weeks, like, are you captaining? So then we go back to the standard the standard decision every week. Are you captaining him? Is Mo Salah your captain this week home to Manchester United? 
No. I'm sure lots of people. I don't know. Uh, you could. No, lots of people I, are going to. And I, that I, might just be people who just have it set on Captain Perma, Captain on Salah all season long. And it's not stupid. I would, I'm would. i going to Captain. If I go with the, the fixtures that I have, or the fixtures, if I go with the players I have loaded at the moment, I will I will captain James Madison. Okay. And I, and that because of his double. Right. Over which which helps me mentally selling Salah, right? So then that gets me to the next week where, you know, and again, I have Son and Kane. So I have other guys who I could captain. And I've been I haven't captained Salah in multiple weeks. It's mm-hmm. been the Kane and Son show kind of back and forth. So it it does take away a like oh a, almost like a set it and forget it captain like I said I just saying in the last three weeks or last five weeks Salah has twenty one points and it's like that's not that's not great like even this week Kane and Son home to Brighton is the same kind of consideration I think that you would give to this current like on form. That you would give, I, I don't know why you wouldn't prioritize one of them over Salah this week. Oh, no. If you were picking a single game week person. Well, for sure. Well, and, and I want to, this is uh, the new segment where Dave just complains about the decisions he didn't make. Mm-hmm. I wanted the captain's son. In fact, I first had my captain on son, and I looked at his, his prior week totals, and I'm like, there's no way he scores double digits again. Like he'll, he'll probably have a good game, but he's not scoring double digits again. Like this is the time Kane pops, yeah. And I captain Kane, and what happens? Oh, Son has his best game of the year, hat yeah. trick, yeah, unbelievable. Like if I captain Son, I'm still in the FPL America Podcast Cup. Mm-hmm. I don't lose to League Michael, and and I don't have red arrows. <laughs> like yeah, and 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 I captain Kane. It wasn't like he did bad. That's exactly. But he it. didn't turn in a twenty-one like Sun did. So yeah, man, I was just, you know, again in the segment, let David cry a minute because he's a fool. Yeah. So I, I thought I was making a, the smart decision, and I was wrong. So, I just, I, I'm sure lots of people are going to go without Salah. I just wonder, I, as usual, you're going to do it as everyone says. Do you feel uh, good about it? Hiding behind your couch. Are you selling him? I know his underlying stats have been good. I don't and, and look, we're I don't want to stay on this too much longer, but I do think it's wicked important. I think everyone's kinda many, many people are thinking about this. So his underlying stats are good, yeah. Brian. He just hasn't scored. Yeah. You told me pre pod so, his his post AFCON stats. Yeah, everything without underlying every, stats everything are without align with yeah. his pre AFCON with the exception of the most important parts of goals and assists. So just even even looking back on the last since game week 28 and I'll just use that as a marker because in game week 28 he scored a 3 after he had gone 10 and 18 against Norwich and Leeds. So starting in game week 28, so that's the like this is now the fifth this is the fifth week in a row no no goal from open play for Mo Salah. So since game week 28, he Leads the league in shots. His dip, compared to where he normally is, is that he only has six shots on target in the in the last since game week 28. So for midfielders, he's being bettered by Kai Havertz and Son and De Bruyne and Coutinho and Brian Embuemo. So if there's an Unsala-like bit to this... <laughs> It's that he's not leading in shots and shots on target. 
Okay. So he's still leading in shots. He still has the most shots in the box. He's tied for the most. He's had a dip in I this is the another big dip for him is that he is way down in big chances. So other players and you can see that the players who are just crushing right now, you expect to have a lot of big chances. And so Sun and Kai Havertz and Wilf Zaha and Joda and some other guys all have more than Salah does. So it's the high it's the high flyers right now that are that are doing that are doing all of the work and that are getting the bigger chances. Salah's just not you've seen it. You see it with your own eyes. At what point did you feel like he was a threat against Manchester City? When was Salah a threat in that match at all? He came close to almost being a threat a few times, but it's fair. It's a good point. I'm not. I don't remember a, a moment. Every other person, so Mane, you saw it. Joda and Mane. Of course, they scored the goals. Salah, like we said, amazing pass, amazing setup, like amazing of picking out Mane to score. But that's it. That's all he did. Yeah. Another thing where he's dropped, and this is weird, and it could be a, an issue of minutes too, because his minutes have been a bit down in the last five weeks, he's just not getting the ball in the box. He's just not touching the ball in the box as much. So in the last five weeks, your your touches in the opposition box leader is Bukayo Saka, which is weird. He's, so weird. he's got 40 touches in the box. Salah's got 38. Yeah. So does Kai Havertz. Yeah. So, and then after all of that, despite like a dip in almost every across the board, almost everything that you could look at for Salah, he still is fifth overall for any expected goal and inv- goal involvement stats. Like he's still one of the top in terms of what you expect him to normally do. He's just not getting the returns right now. He's shooting a ton. He's in the box a lot, but he's just not in there the most. And I think that's a consequence of him playing. 68 minutes. Wow. And being subbed off sometimes instead of yeah. what he was doing all all early part of the season, which was 90-90-90. Mm. Like, we already said it a couple weeks ago. If he stays out for the full match two weeks ago, he scores a penalty. It's not right. Fabinho taking a penalty. It's Salah taking a penalty. Right. I Like, I, I could talk myself into either narrative on Salah <laughs> in terms of stats and form and what they have in front of them and that he's the best player and has been the best player in the league all season long and that even the best players have a dip in form. Who better to bounce back from this than him? There is no one else like him wow. in the league this season. It's only now toward like the last few matches where you're just like, well, Sun has exploded in, in form. Manchester City have a better run out this season than Liverpool does. So I think that's what everyone is kind of consoling themselves with right now is that looking out at the rest of the matches for Liverpool for you know between now and game week 38 that the matches are a little grayer for Liverpool than they are for Spurs or City or some of these other teams. I just I okay. am not I'm just not sure. I don't know. Mm. And I feel like the that's the excellent. The, the one good thing about it though, selling him you're not replacing him with players that you look at and like, you know what? I'm rolling the dice that Zaha is going to match him for points between now and the end of the season. You know what I mean? You're not replacing him with like a wild card. Right. You're, you're likely replacing him 
with two of the other best players in the Premier League, Son or Kevin De Bruyne. And then, like we've said, and like everyone has said all season long, even if you're replacing him with Jota, you're still replacing him with one of the best attacking players. Jota's been the arguably when he has played uh, the same uh, the same amount of time. Right. He's been the only comparable player for Jota all season has been Salah. Yeah. So yeah. even if you're replacing him, you're not replacing him with like a roll of the dice. You're replacing him with players who are also great. They just they just haven't had the season he's had. Thank you for making me feel a little bit better about that. Appreciate that. I I honestly I am genuinely torn and I I feel like it would be different if I had a wild card left to go. Is Leicester City back from the beach already? I don't know. The, the, I I think I I can't figure out if Leicester's fool's gold at this point or not. Right? Like like they have Three doubles coming up. So are they going to be worth? How it? did James they, Madison? How did Madison get an assist this week? Because well, Dewsbury Hall did. So I don't even know how James Madison got an assist. This I week. I feel like Dewsbury well, I, Hall. I watched. I watched the goals happen. I watched the. I rewatched the highlights. <laughs> I just don't remember. I I guess I'm just not remembering the moment where I'm like, oh yeah, pretty pass by Madison. All right, right so now. let's let's discuss Leicester at this point because they're absolutely worth mentioning as they have a double this week in week 33. Then they have a double double in 36, 37. Yeah. So things worth mentioning. Uh, James Madison absolutely worth mentioning. The number one midfielder transfer this week, which I think makes him the number one transfer in period this week. Doesn't completely surprise me. But, Brian, are people overlooking and or should you consider the 0.5% owned Drewsbury Hall? Scott has so aptly – it's Scott's favorite player right now. That's mm-hmm. not a Liverpool player. Yeah. It's Kieran Drewsbury Hall, the James Madison wannabe lookalike, who finally, mm-hmm. it, it, Brian, we know has been getting close to coming out of his shell prior to to this week, but comes out of it this week against a defensively really sound Crystal Palace team that no one in the top six wants to play. Leicester goes out, beats them 2-1. Drewsbury Hall, 13 fantasy points for his biggest fantasy haul ever, his best game ever. He's 4.4 going forward. Like, if you wild card and you want an enabler in the midfielder, in the midfield range, you have to go with Drewsbury Hall. He's got three doubles in the last seven weeks. Yeah, I think like every... That's, a, that's impossible not to go there. That kid is starting every single week. Yeah, he's he is 90 minutes in all but like two matches since game week 15. Well, since game week 16, I should say. So since game week 15, one goal, two assists. And he got a goal and an assist this week. In his last week. match. So... So you're he, saying he has been outstanding. I 100% agree. If you need an enabling midfielder, there is no way 4.4 for a midfielder starting for this team. Yeah. You could not possibly do better than this. Agree. Completely. So I, I, I guess it depends on where else you spend your money. I think the problem for me is, and the way I've had my team set up all year, and I don't know, I'm sure other people have done this. Martinelli's currently my low. Midfielder, your low guy. So he's at five point three. Yeah. And if I wanted to do something, I would want to make Martinelli go up. 
And I think mostly that I think the reason why I'm saying that is because my forwards right now, after Kane, are Mateta, who I went to a couple weeks ago, who is going to be a, not horrible. That's uh, not no, a bad it's not. Move. It's not a bad move. It was. It was uh, Jimenez to to Mateta a couple weeks M- ago. Mateta didn't help you out this past. week. No, he did not, and he didn't but... help me when he scored two weeks ago because he was second on my bench. <laughs> but my other mid, my other forward is is Valt Veghorst. Hey. Look, and this, so the reason why I say I would want to make my midfield better is because my forwards, I don't care about anyone after Harry Kane. Yeah, fair. And, uh, and I would say if I was going to make Veghorst someone, the like the most expensive I would want him to be is Che Adams, and I don't know that I really want to go out of my way to make it Che Adams. Yeah, no, I, I can it. go from Veghorst to Pookie. And yeah. feel better about it, knowing that at least I know what I'm getting from Pookie. Yeah. At least I know what his role is. He's on penalties, and he does a bunch of other stuff, and he's capable of scoring goals. Where Burnley, I just don't believe in at all anymore. And I regret every ounce of energy I put into going to Burnley. All yeah. of that to say... As a podcast, but, we should take a mea culpa. And look, Brian... Let's discuss this. This is what, what I'm saying is my feeling about, my feeling about Dewsbury Hall is that I... I don't think I want an enabling midfielder. I think I want enabling other positions. Okay. Because there are so many options, especially this week. If I could make Martinelli or Saka, if I could make one of them Madison, if I could, and for the run out, if I could make one of them okay. Kuliszewski. Yeah, I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would right. want one of them, or I would want one of them to, I, I, I'm dead serious. Did you find. Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen. That's crazy. I was going to say the I, same thing. I would want to go to Zaha. Yeah. Wolf, we just said right. Crystal Palace. How good is the, the, the end of the season for Crystal is Palace for is Crystal outstanding. Palace. Who's their penalty taker? Zaha. Wolf Zaha. He also gets fouled on every penalty. So even right. if he doesn't take the penalty. Right. If for some reason he doesn't get it, he is going to set it up. And get an assist. Yeah. Right. So, the, so the, the, I just feel like there are so many players in the midfield range that I'm like, you know what? If I can drag one of those Arsenal guys up, yeah, because I would want to make, or, or even more, I would want to make Saka or Martinelli into Kai Havertz. Do you know Ooh, what I mean? Like I would yeah, want to yeah, make yeah. one of those. And that's, yeah. a, and that's a two or $3 jump. Right. So right. I can't do that. If I'm going to say like, you know what? I'm going to make, Saka, Dewsbury Hall, so that I can get two point two. Right, right. I got. I'm no. I'm with you to- totally. I, I think it really just depends on where you want to spend the extra money in your team, and I just feel like I, I just don't want to enable the midfield. For sure. Um. The other. The Hold other. On, real quick, while we're talking about forwards, we'll just. I was just stay on Lester first. Okay. All right. Just that Lester. The the issue with Lester that you saw this week is that. It was heavily rotated. Madison and Dewsbury oh, yeah, Hall yeah, were the right. two guys yeah. that didn't really rotate. Right. But Ian Acho. We already know that Vardy's injury. Vardy's on an injection. So they're still waiting to see how he responds and they to like tr- to treatments. Yeah. So you just don't see Vardy making a, an imminent return. Right. Naturally, Ian Acho is a huge transfer target for everybody. His price went up this game week. 
which you know exactly uh, you know exactly what that leads yeah. to. No, I, yeah. benching. <laughs> Who gets benched this week? Kalechi and Acho. Because they got DACA. Amazing. We just I like I will never not sing the praises of Harvey Barnes. The thing I should have sung about is how he had played eight straight ninety minute matches, including three of the last midweek matches in their wow. Europa Conference league wow. matches. Wow. So who Eight. gets who gets who gets thirteen minutes this week Harv. and one point? Harv. Harv. Even Johnny Evans, who it has been like the clearest thing for them all season. They don't they didn't when miss, he's healthy, he's been the they starter. have needed him to be yeah. back in there. Yeah. Who gets rotated? Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans. Crazy. And, that is crazy. And br- the Braj said why. He said we cannot have a recurrence of injury on our guys who are coming back from injuries. So he named Johnny, he named Fofana, Ricardo Pereira, Tim Castagna. He, I don't think in that list he said James Justin, but he, James Justin yeah. is in that list. Wow, man, that's like their whole defense. So he wrote, basically, that's the thing. If he rotates, so every, like I have, I have uh, Daniel Amarty. He was my one of my enabling players. Right. He's a three point nine was three three point eight starting defender right. for a long time. I thought he was done as soon as Johnny Evans was healthy. He's not. He played 90 minutes this week. Amazing. Amarty was back in the starting lineup. And Brendan Rodgers said, I have to keep the squad fresh, not just for recurrence of injury, but because we play so many matches. They play their Europa Conference match against PSV on Thursday. Mm. If they advance, they will play two matches a week every week for the rest of the season. They will wow. rotate someone somewhere. Is that is that chasing you off? And we need to wrap this up. Well, is that's that chasing I, you off. Lester? Well, I think that's the question. Again, I think, they got double in thirty three. They got double in thirty six. Double in thirty seven. Yeah, and and you get you know what you, chances if they are still in the Europa Conference, if they're still doing stuff in game week thirty five and game week thirty six. Do you honestly think those guys are going to play two times? You know it's not stopping people from transferring Kalechi Ianacho in? Getting benched and rotation. Generally other rotation. He's the fifth or sixth most transferred in forward wow. this week. Wow. Which I just, I'm like, why? I, I wanted to, I thought I wanted to go to him. But now I'm like, I, there's just no way I could count on it. Yeah. Unless they lose on Thursday. Okay. If Leicester loses on Thursday and they are out of the Europa, Europa conference. conference, they have nothing left to play for in the, but the league. And then you have the opposite problem. They're going to beat you. What's their, what, they're in what, ninth. What, what are they playing? They're in ninth and they're 11 points behind Manchester United. Are they going to catch Manchester United in seventh? Even I, if, even I don't if, know. Maybe. maybe. Even if they do, what does that do for them? Do they get to Europa in seventh? You get back to the Europa Conference. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, like it just seems like they're in the yeah. weirdest spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like they are going to go after it man. in the Europa Conference, yeah, which, man, like we man. learned uh, off air, uh, winning the Europa Conference gets you an automatic qualification into the Europa League. That's correct. Next season, yeah. it's their. It seems like right now, kind of their, if not their only path, it's certainly their best path. To getting to the Europa League next yeah. year, so I guess my I guess my thing with with Leicester, like a guy that I you know beyond 
Madison, it was James Justin. That was the guy that, you know, I, I pulled, you know, just in the last three weeks, just because he started the last three matches. Okay. He has the fourth most shots. He has the third most chances created, and he's been he's had the third most touches in the box of any defender in the wow. last three weeks. I get it. He's got three twos in those matches. But he's been playing like he has been outstanding. Mm. Uh, the way even uh, Lester talked about it this week, um, that he was tasked, James Justin was tasked with defending Zaha in this match. A guy who's three weeks removed from like you know starting after one of the worst injuries that you can have so bananas. and they and the way the i think it was it was either i think it was lester mercury talked about how he probably gave zaha a little too much respect wow that they just said he could have played him even tougher than he did and so james justin is one that i think if i knew he was going to like if I knew he was going to be out there, that there wasn't a risk of him being rotated. To me, he would be a no-brainer. Gotcha for the rest of the season. Okay. But I'm just hesitant. I I just I feel like I already have Harvey Barnes, and it is going to kill me this week knowing that I have to hope that Harvey Barnes, <laughs> he, knowing he's probably going to start one, yeah. and might get thirty to ten minutes in the other one. I hate it. It's not great. Rounding this up, and I know that we, 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 we probably have one more thing. Brian, I'll let you have one more thing here in a minute because I know that you did uh, a solid work uh, amount of prep. Pookie goals in the year. Huh, guess. I think he's at a dozen. He's at nine. It feels like he's, it feels like he's it scored feels, a dozen. It feels more. Yeah. So I think I win the bet if he gets the double digits. I think I think he's going to do that. It was either ten or ten or more, but I want to bring this up. I, I know it's stupid. It's Norwich. It's Timu Puki. It, how is this relevant, Dave? I'm telling you, the last five match weeks, eight, seven, five, two, nine. Yeah, he's what is he? Five point eight? Is he five point eight? Five point nine? He's five point nine. What guy? He's uh, six point eight percent owned. This is like, why I'm saying I have Veghorst. Do you know how much I hate that? Yeah. If you could say you could, you get to pick Veghorst or Pookie. There's no way in and the world Pookie you're not has taking a double Pookie. against West Ham and Leicester, which isn't great. But Norwich has been playing tough. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're going to beat people all the That's time. What I, this is what I mean about Pookie. But you, you know what you're getting with him. You you know that like he's a little bit of a poacher. If he gets a chance, a really good chance, he's probably going to score, and he's on their pens. Manchester United, like we said, they're away to Manchester United this week. They play home to Newcastle next week. Then they're at Aston Villa, and then they're double. They get a double in game week thirty-six against West Ham and Leicester. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't think Pookie did not like about. Yeah, them. I agree. Pookie is a guy that I feel like is a. I feel like he is a. Everyone, everyone is going to Tony, but to me, Pookie is is just as much of a a consideration. This past week. Mostly because of the, the FPL America Podcast League Cup started. I cannot believe it. I hate it. I lost first week, mm-hmm. uh, sixty to fifty, sixty-one to fifty-eight to League Michael, who is uh, whose team is Ole's at the wheel. Mike mm-hmm. League Mike is is sitting in like sixty-first in the Amer- FPL America Podcast League. Okay, but that didn't matter. 
because he beat me. It was 63. I said 61. It was 63 to 58. Super bummed about that. Michael, good week. Mike, um, I wish I could have put up a better better performance. Really annoyed. I have a horrible streak of like losing in the first week of whatever cup match it starts. Mm-hmm. My only and last hope is the is the mini mini league. And mm-hmm. I, I don't I'm not gonna share the name of that league, but I get to possibly like that's gonna be fun. Like this could be like the last six weeks, five weeks of the season. Yeah. Man, I would love to Yeah, I'm looking figure I, out a way I, to I'm win. looking at every cup that I'm in and I'm seeing a bunch of L's. <laughs> All I see is L's. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. But it is fun and I love that uh we figured out a way to make that happen here at the end of the season. So that's yeah, that's that, really really that cool. That was uh, yeah, I'm glad it's. Are it. you so? Did you lose? Did you win? Oh lose? yeah, I lost. You lost. Just lost. Okay, yeah. And you you did better than me. So you lost to someone who did somewhat decent. Then I guess. Yeah, I'm sure I lost the league. I think he's the league Barry. Oh, that's right. You played. <laughs> yeah. You played mini mini league mini mini league uh, league Barry. Yeah, and it was again. That was uh, it was uh, uh who captain son. Friendly fire, friendly fire. Yeah, you're right. No, I, 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 all I can say is, congratulations. That's this. I mean, it was. It's such an amazing move. I don't. Are you looking back now? You just say it's not even a gutsy move. It was just. It was the correct move. I and scored. I, a, just, I, I scored I, a fifty-eight this week. No, you're right. I mean, I, I hate yeah. that. I hate that for you. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, a, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Even this week, I'm like I, I said. I don't know what it is about the way, like, the last two weeks I stopped playing the way you were that playing. I was playing. I, I, I just feel like play your game. Everyone is. I feel like everyone is kind of saying that. Are you a, an aggressive player? Then, then play aggressive. Then be aggressive. Yeah. And and that's what I did this week. I just sat on. I sat on my uh, transfer so that I could have two for this week. And I'm like, why? Mm, what was I doing? Brutal. Why didn't I take a hit? I should have taken a hit. Well, you, you could have taken a hit, and then I, I had, should have captained somebody that was not safe. I had I had three players with a minus one. I had three players that scored a one. Yeah. One player that scored a minus one, and then two other players that scored two this week, along with another pro- player that scored zero. And somehow I still end up with a fifty-eight. Thank you, Kane. Thank you, son. It, it was brutal. I I just had. Robertson got me zero, Livermento minus one. He subbed in for Chalaba, who still didn't play. And for anyone else who went out and bought Chalaba, which, I, get, I have to die on that sword. Which I'm sorry. I've the, been starting him. The and, only, that's another rotation one. That's another one that the best that you get is that Chelsea, even Chelsea fans saying, like, yeah, heavy rotation. We're looking to Tuesday. It, uh, it's, it's all it's like, this so, is it. It's so frustrating. After Tuchel said, I'm not looking at Tuesday. And then the lineup says, no. You're looking at Tuesday. You looked at Tuesday. Very frustrating. Chalaba hasn't started the last two weeks after coming off like a 10-9-7, so that's super frustrating. I, I don't want to talk about Mason Mount, but I feel like this was the Mason. Should we, that, though? Well, I mean, Havertz is the he did Havertz was a trendy pick. Mason Mount got a – I think he had a brace and an assist. So Mount, Mount had a week. Mount had a week. How many people are playing him? Uh, that's exactly the question. Not many. His ownership had dipped it's so four, much. Well, his ownership is a fourteen point three. Okay, that's that's higher than I ever would have guessed. But against Norwich, he scored a thirteen. Southampton, he scored a nineteen, and then it's a long time before he did really anything else. Yeah, because he's been in and out of the lineup, and so I think that's the question: is you know somebody like that Havertz has been the 
I think just because you know that Havertz has like Lukaku has an Achilles issue. He's not even traveling this week. You know, that's that's already announced. Even if he was healthy. He's not Havertz has taken over the forward spot there. So you know this yet again, it's another guy where you know what you're getting. Timu did start, had uh two goals and assists this past week, fifteen total points for Timu Poot. For Timu Pukki. For Timo Timo Werner. Werner. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, Werner had a game. Did he finally break the duck? I don't know. I mean, I feel like if if no one's ever doubted his ability. I I know that. Well, it's just everything uh, about it is you. Brother Matt has doubted his ability. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, so let me take that back. Lots of people have doubted his ability to perform the job he's supposed to perform. Okay. Not his uh, athletic prowess. Got you. Okay. Everyone has recognized that the guy is ridiculous. Pace and a lot of the uh, getting into spaces that he needs to get into, but uh, finishing is uh, yeah leaves something to be desired. For sure, I, do, I there's you're not going to him. It's just that he had a he had a great game. For sure, I agree with you completely. All right, Brian, have we missed anything? Because we're we're long in the tooth here. No, uh, we didn't. Your miss- one last thing. No, we didn't miss anything except except your final what you're saying your actual moves are this week. So I think, and I have not hit save, but I think I'm going to use my free two transfers this week. Use two more. Going to sell Salah and get better in three other positions. Slightly worse in one position, although it's Salah to Jota. I think that's going to be my move. I don't. I could do. I could just make three. So I, I have to weigh, do I want Dennis against Brentford or do I want Tony against Watford? And and that's what I'm trying to kind of figure out. I also love Emerson Royal. I'm not going to take a negative 12. Oh. I also want to bring in Emerson Royal, but that would be a minus 12. And I just don't, even though I, I believe he's going to get a clean sheet, so it would probably you know, I'd at least get three points. All that being said, me looking at all those transfers, Brian, what I'm looking at is this. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, all right, well, who am I going to start? I got Rudiger, Matip, Robertson. Am I going to start those? But then I also have Livermento. He's got a double, Arsenal and Burnley. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, well, do I start my Southampton guys? They just got killed. But that means maybe they'll have a bounce back against Arsenal. I don't love Arsenal defense at the moment right? because of the changes they made. And then they're playing a Burnley who seems to be, I don't know what Burnley is at the moment. Do I play Livermento? So do I, do I play four defenders? But then my midfield – could be Saka, Joda, Madison, James Ward Prowse, and then Sun. Well, I'm playing Sun, playing Joda, right? Playing Madison. Saka's got a double, and James Ward Prowse has got a double. So, yeah. like, do I play five midfielders there? Probably. So then I get up. Che Adams has a double, right? Kane's got a single, but it's Kane. It's Harry Kane, right? So then. If I make the Tony move, am I even going to play him? Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, do I take him? If even if I was willing to take a minus eight, it's going to be stupid if one of those guys is going to be on the bench. Right. That does, that does me no good. Right. So I'm trying to literally prioritize who's going to actually start if I make the moves, and then if they're not going to start, then don't make the move. Then just take a minus four and make three transfers. That's where I am at the moment. That's weird, isn't it, right? Like, have you ever, how often have you ever been in that spot where, like, all the starting players are so good, you're like, do I? The, the other thing is this. 
I'm going to play Ramsdale, so I could not make the Guayana move. I don't have to make that move this week. Right. So then I just I just play Gun, or I don't play Gun. I I don't bring Guayana in. You just keep yeah keep Gun. And then I I do I do the Jota, Madison, Tony move from minus four. But then I'm again I'm still in the position of who do I play? Right. Yeah, I think that's I feel like that's the the biggest decision. I, if you're for whatever reason, if you're if you're playing ahead a little bit and you need to make a move to get to a, a legit starter, I guess it's not going to kill you to make, you know, to to move one of those dead weight players out for another for a for someone that's just going to be on the bench. If you were free hitting this week, do you fill your team with double game week people? I would have if I'm free hitting this week. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm having three, I'm having Dewsbury Hall, I'm having Madison, and I'm having James Justin. I'm having three lesser players. I would have Shar. I would have probably another Newcastle midfielder. Um, maybe I'd take Saint Maxima in there. He'd be your. He'd have to be a forward for you. You know he would. Yeah, like maybe go. Oh, so with Che Adams, I don't know. That's a really good call. Like, I just I feel I, like that. Like this is this is part of the the strategy bit of this. I, I, I just don't know. Even on a free hit, I don't know how you would overlook the form of Spurs, the form of City, the necessity of Liverpool and City to keep winning. So there is no incentive for them to not play their best players. I I don't know how you would overlook, like we said, I don't know how you overlook the matchup for for Liverpool or Manchester or for um, West Ham. I just feel like there are so many things that like there's just such there are so many wrinkles to this. This seems like this is the reason why I still have a free hit. I am not using it this week. To me, I would rather you still have a free hit. I still have a free. You have hit. a bench boost too. I still have my bench boost. I hate you. I have a free hit and a bench boost yet to play. I'm Man. not using my free hit this week for this exact reason. It doesn't I, feel great. I already have, and this was the other part of it. How many double people do you have? I'm other than so I'm starting Robertson, Cancelo, my Spurs, which are Son and Kane, and Salah. So I have six double game week people and five single game week people. And those five single game week people are Robertson, Salah, Cancelo, Son, and Kane. Tell me why in the world I need to do anything about those five players. Yeah, no, I. So you're right. You don't. You absolutely don't. Even and, if I. So let. So I have. And this is where I have Daniel Amarty on my bench. Yeah. So what? He does nothing for me. Right. I'm. I'm benching Reese James this week. Why wouldn't I? I don't even like having so him. There, I don't even like having him so at this exact moment. So what's interesting is, like, if I sell Reese James and bring in Cher, who am I playing Fabian Cher over? The only guy I would think about playing him over is Veghorst, who plays twice. This is what I mean. I think you're in the same. I think we're in the same kind of spot. The only, the only moves I would make would be to chase some a differential, mm-hmm. or to or to chase. A player who's outstanding, who's a low ownership guy, and the and a lot of those players this week are going to be guys who play once. De Bruyne, as good as he's been, is not 
he's not a number one transfer in the midfield this week. Right. You know, do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, as amazing as he's been, he is still sixth for transfers in. Right. And he's 30, 37,000 transfers in compared to Madison at over 100,000 and Son at over 100,000. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the gap between him and the people who are, you know, ahead of him is significant. Yep. And so this is where, like, even – even after his amazing weeks, he's you know De Bruyne is eight point six percent selected. Yeah. That's yeah. low. So Brian, I I just I just literally just pulled the trigger. Oh, you did. Salah, Holy jeez. Salah and Jacob Ramsey out. Madison and Jota in. So now I just set my lineup. I have double match. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six double match week. Okay. Match week 33. The only exceptions are this. Kane, Sun, Jota, Matip, Robertson. Those are that's my those are my starters, right? I do not believe United is going to score against Liverpool. You I am sorry. I can't you cannot United is not scoring at at Anfield. It's I, just not going to happen. I can't imagine And that then happens. and then and then on my bench is Dennis Rudiger and Chalaba and honestly Yes, um, some homerism with me benching Rudiger, uh, but it just and look, but both both you can start Dennis. You you mentioned Kuko. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the other. I think injured, so Dennis might have some a little bit more relevance. Yeah, as so I think that's the issue is that it's a hamstring injury for Cucho Hernandez, and that's one of the guys I think you know going into last game week, his price went up. Like his price, he experienced a price rise, and that was pri- you know. Then you learn about his injury afterwards, which I believe the word that uh, that Roy Hodgson used to describe it is concerning. Yeah. So, you know, this is like that was I you know like a lot of people one of you know my one of my decisions when I was getting rid of Jimenez was to sell him for someone cheap. And my, and my decision, I wanted to see what Mateta did. Right. And so I ended up making choosing Mateta Which over he's Kucho. been every other, every other week. Right. Uh, so Mateta seems to be first choice right now, even if he plays, you know, he's playing 65-ish minutes, which is completely fine. But if Kucho's injured, it just, I feel like this is one of those strategy things. Like, that's been a guy that a lot of people have gone to. Gotcha. Do you know how many transfers in were for there were for Matt Doherty prior to the Spurs match this weekend? Crazy. A ton. Crazy. And I was I was one of the people who certainly was considering it, thinking wow. if I could get Reese James and turn him into Matt Doherty, why wouldn't I do that? Doherty's got as good of a run out, and he's less. He's not going to be rotated. Now that is off the table. Mm. So there, I'm just all of that to say, like, yet again, like I'm seeing. You just I, I know you made your transfers right now. The money works. I understand that. That's to me. That's always the reason to do it. Is is the money right? Before the money changes in a way that like negatively affects you. Right. That to me is the one time you do that. Yeah. Otherwise, I I want to see what happens tomorrow. I want to see what happens in the rest of the Champions I, League. I matches. probably I probably should have waited. I in because mon- money wouldn't have mattered at this point. Yeah. But I just I don't know I got antsy and I, I just said screw it pull the trigger and so I just yeah. made two transfers because the other ones were not going to affect my starting lineup right honestly that's what it came down to I finally realized it 
it's not going to matter in my starting lineup. So therefore, I'm not going to make those extra moves. It would have been negative points completely wasted. Although, now I have the money to make the moves going forward. Right. To make my team better, even if I take a minus four next week. Oh, and where I just make small changes over the next few weeks to get ready for the double-double in 36-37. Okay. Brian, we flew through a lot of stuff, and as you and I always do, we went way longer than we expected. But honestly, we both knew we'd end up right where we well, are I right just, now. I feel like that. I just – there's – we covered a lot of important information. Yeah, so stuff happened. I mean, you, it's this, stuff. You, saw, it's you saw what kind of week this was. This it was happens. A, this was a horrible week. <laughs> so many, so many things that affected so many decisions. And things here, and here things. Here we are. And decisions and things. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>